They say that money can't buy happiness, but that's untrue. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and get your slice of the good life. All right, welcome to the Bamcast Variety Hour. Yeah, yeah. such Variety as it hour. is. Yeah, uh, episode twenty-one. Yes, yes. With that, you drink. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's just it's just me, Harlow, and me, Chuck. Yeah, it's a it's a Bamcast extra in prime time. So yeah, hey, so. All, all you people, this is you can get more of this, though possibly <laughs> better and more focused. By becoming a patron at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Boom! Front-loaded it. Because we don't know sure what's did. going on. This is a crazy episode. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's like when the assistant editors would take over comics and crazy shit would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to go on David Letterman uh, later. He's uh-huh. going to come out of retirement just so that he can interview us. Yes. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, stay it's, tuned. That'll that'll be soon. It's big, bushy beard. <laughs> it's, it's great, big, bushy beard. Great, big, bushy beard. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah no, so it's not happening. So don't stay tuned because no, we don't know Dave. No, we don't. Uh, I mean, real fans call him Dave. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Probably. we uh, we did watch a movie in common. So I guess, and it leads into the most current movie, perhaps. Maybe okay. I don't know what else you watched. If they're all current, but yeah, we'll start there, I guess, and then I'll yeah, just sure, shut up not? for the rest of the episode. Yeah, for fun jokes. Uh, but. I, this was one of those things where like I had kind of been meaning to watch it since it dropped on Netflix and then of course disappeared into the ether that is Netflix's catalog mm-hmm. if it's not more than two weeks old uh, but they made a sequel to The Babysitter uh, the sequel is called uh, Colon Killer Queen uh, but uh, I had not seen the first one and neither had you and so we nope. both watched that in common I have watched the sequel you have not yet and we may not determine yet. whether or not you will by <laughs> talking about the first one i suppose okay yeah um, um yeah so this is a it's a mcg movie which i feel like at some point became the ugh, like he became one of those ugh guys even though like other than his name just being kind of douchey <laughs> like 90s leftover you know video yeah, like director stop bullshit. calling yourself that right that's the other than like that where it's just like well okay now i'm identified with this 90s music video nomenclature i took up way back then and i haven't dropped it um it's sort of like i don't get that reaction i mean because i don't he's not some great auteur but he's not like brett ratner has that re- reputation and makes shitty movies they're like yeah. ba- they're barely serviceable movies at least mcg does things that are sometimes clever or at least doing something semi-interesting yeah i don't know if the deal is that mcgee has said some things in interviews that just make him sound like a douche but he hasn't done anything cancelable or anything like that i don't think i just think it's like a it's a dude bro mentality that should have left his body a decade ago and has sure. yet to do so sure but but yeah so these are two movies directed by mcgee mm-hmm. um, I, I seem to remember he produced some tv show i quite enjoyed and now it's escaping me what it was. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I probably should have Googled him before we started this, but it doesn't matter. We're talking about these movies. We're not talking uh-huh. about the rest of what he's done. I'm just saying, like, he's always been one of those, like, I feel like you say his name and it's like he's immediately in the company of, like, M. Night Shyamalan and Brett Ratner and all these people where it's like, nah, like, there's a good chance you're getting into something kind of shitty when you watch one of their movies. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. I- and I, I read a couple of reviews of this first movie where people were just like, man, fuck McG. And I'm like, okay. all right. Yeah. I, I, like, the, on, like, like the last, like, wasn't one of his last movies, like the, didn't you do that? Like tower heist or whatever thing where it was like, Hey, Eddie Murphy might kind of be back doing what you want him to do. Maybe. No, so, that was Brett Ratner. That I was thought. Brett Ratner. Okay. I think so. so yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of interchangeability <laughs> on their generic Hollywood movies. I would say, you know, they both so, have the yeah. capacity to like, look, it is a guy who will most likely make budget and make something that we can put out in theaters. Sure. You know, like kind of yeah. guy, but sometimes I feel like McGee tries a little bit, like whether you like it or not, like the Charlie's angels movies are stylish. There's something that, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if you like that style, great. If you don't, okay. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying they're, they're, at least doing something beyond like point to camera and they're sexy ladies. They're totally like music video esque, you know, and right. through the, through the whole thing. So good or bad that that's what they are. And these kind of are the second one, much more so, which I'll get to soon, but you know, we got to talk about the first one first. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's basically the story of a shy and like overly timid kid. Like he's kind of afraid of everything. Uh, I think he's supposed to be like 12, maybe 13. He's 12. He's 12. Okay. So they, yeah. yeah. Do they specifically say it? But, and, yep. and like he still has a babysitter and mm-hmm. surprise his babysitter is Samara Weaving and you know, su- surprise she's hot, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, he's like gulp, you know, like kind of thing. Just like I have a hot babysitter, but I'm afraid of everything. So that's just like your basic setup. And, uh, he has like one friend who's like this girl from across the street mm-hmm. and she's just like oh you know babysitters just like invite their boyfriends over and have sex like when you go to bed right so like you should totally like wake up one night she's over and see what's going on yep and that's basically the start of the movie and then uh, he does not see what he thinks he's going to see she has a bunch of people over and it's it's basically a satanic ritual <laughs> like <laughs> They, they, it, they invite this other nerdy kid over and basically like play spin the bottle or truth or dare or whatever. And it's just like she it's sp- both. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they spin the bottle to determine who is going to take the truth or, truth dare. or dare. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah, he just basically ends up getting murdered like, right, right away. Like that's the crux of like this kid is like, oh, my God, like a murder in my house. And then like can't get anybody to believe him, basically. Right. Like but also they need his blood because he's an innocent and he was supposed to be drugged and he's not and mm-hmm. is a witness. So they have to murder him. Uh, yeah. And it's a it's from there on. It's just a demented diehard, basically. Yeah. Um, I The movie makes Home Alone references, which is fine. But this is way more than that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it is kind of Home Alone only in that it's a kid. It's just, you know, diehards easier to, to say it's closer to because it's also violent, you know, like. Extremely yes. violent, you know, like ludicrous, like super you know, duper Ash, violent Ash versus the Evil Dead <laughs> levels of just dumb buckets of blood, you know, and yeah. stuff, you know. Y- yes, and head, <laughs> exploding heads and things. So, you know. uh-huh. yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to necessarily give away like the whole rest of the movie. It's just like that's the basic setup, uh, and you know what you think, like. Well, okay, so I have I have several thoughts. Okay. Um, so the movie has a bit of a tonal problem in that it is 
it's all over the place from being like super duper sincere to just this kind of there's a thing in horror movies that I don't like, which is just kind of gleeful violence. Like it's like, haha, this is hilarious because it's so absurd. I don't dislike it. I just don't I just don't need it. Mm-hmm. And so this movie does that a few times, which is it doesn't ruin the film or anything like that. It's just there are so many tonal shifts throughout this. It's kind of hard to hang on to something like what is this movie? What is this movie? Right. Basically, is you're going to say that a lot during the film is what is this movie? I mean, if you're I, watching it with someone. It's like, what the fuck is this? I, I don't think it's like on the same quality level. So don't get me wrong. I just like the only thing you can say, like if you were doing that water cooler pitch of like, why would I watch this movie? I would say it's a horror movie in the vein of like Evil Dead kind of sure. stuff where it's like, yeah, it's a horror movie, but it's also kind of silly and kind of an adventure action movie, too, in a way, yeah. because it's like it's mostly about this kid trying to survive the night, you know, mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of thing and gets the one to believe him slash help him or whatever. Right. So. Um, I appreciate I, I, I'm of mixed feelings about this next thing I'm going to talk about, which is that I, I appreciate smart movies with references. However, I think we are at a point where we can't keep referencing the same 70s and 80s things because it doesn't make sense in this world for any of these people to recognize these thing these things like the the Billy Jack movies are a plot point in this mm-hmm. there's no chance in hell a 12-year-old kid is watching the Billy Jack movies i like the Billy Jack movies i don't watch the Billy Jack movies it's just and he's like catching quotes from Godfather 2 she she quotes Godfather 2 at one point while he's eavesdropping. He goes, Godfather 2, I love her. And it's like, what on earth, 12-year-old? Like, I get it. You're weird. But also, you're 12 in 2017. Well, it's, you're I, not. I mean, I think the thing is, is like, this kind of is, I'm not defending the movie because I, that's a valid point about the possible target audience. But I think the target audience really is people our age. Like, I mean, I think that's like. This is kind of like it, it's a cast of younger people, but I don't think it's really like that's its intended audience. Because I mean, by that token, not to spoil the joke, but you know, she's doing the spin the bottle thing, kisses somebody, and then does, you know does the I know I know it was you, Fredo. You know, doesn't do that. I broke you broke my heart or whatever. But he catches that, and because like the person's like, what was that? Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. You know, like, which is a pretty good joke as far as like a young person getting the wrong, you know, the same name, but the wrong. It is like, I'm just saying it's it's fairly clever as far as like, yeah, that would be totally what someone that age might. Sure. But it's also might be the most modern reference in the film. Also, aside from maybe Mad Men, which comes up as a plot point. Sure. But I mean, Um, like, I think that's just like, that's what I think it's to the point of like Samara weaving supposed to be this. I wouldn't say the manic pixie dream girl, but like that, like, Oh, she's like, she looks like a, a, she's from, you know, San Diego, but like has this brain, like you know, like she just looks like a beach girl, but like you know, actually has this brain where she knows like Billy right. Jack movies and you know right. Godfather and shit. It's like, and I feel like part of that like was supposed to be implied that she'd been making the kid or kid cooler through the, her babysitting. Like maybe the kid got these references because of her. Like oh, and maybe you want to check out this Billy Jack movie. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, like it's weird too for this kid being like super awkward and everything. He is a stone cold killer, like in terms of like flirting with her, like he is dead on, like in every scenario, just like I'm dishing it out the same as you're giving it to me. Like we are, we are like P 
people in love and we are fucking going for it and references and everything. And it's like, how can you be nervous in any aspect of your life when you were this cool with her? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I could only speak from my own personal experience when I was probably about 10. I think I still had a babysitter sometimes like it, yeah. it's been on the scenario. Like if it was like, you know, mom's going to be away for two hours. It was like, fine, you can sit by yourself. And, you know, but if it was like going to be a long time, it was like, all right, babysitter's coming over. And like the girl who babysat me at the time was probably like 15 or 16. I think she she literally went on to become an NFL cheerleader. <laughs> so I'm just I'm painting a picture of like she she was very gorgeous. And like I was just at the age of like, hey, girls are not icky anymore. You know, like <laughs> and right. so like, you know, like I but I think it was like she'd been my babysitter for a couple of years. And I think there was like some, there's some sort of inherited, like, like, like there's something different about like the girls you were like chasing around the schoolyard, like, yeah, cooties, whatever thing to like, Oh my God, they're suddenly, you know, hot in high school. Like you, you get nervous around them. But I think there was something about like, here's this girl that like, before I gave a shit, it, you know, was hot the entire time was like in my house in a familiar place. And then, like, now all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, actually, she's gorgeous. And it's like you you there's like a little bit of a layer of like familiarity of like it doesn't seem as scary or something like, you know, just a little bit like I'm just sure. saying like I was hitting on her at like 10. I'm just saying like all of a sudden no, I'm I like, understand. I was like, if if she'd approach me in like, you know, high school, middle school or whatever, I'd be like, bleh, 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 no, but like <laughs> already being my babysitter, like, oh, well, we have a familiarity. I'm not scared to talk to you or whatever. You know? Yeah. So. so- I, I was on a roller coaster with this movie. I was like, okay, this is great. Okay, I don't like this. Okay, this is awesome again. And it kind of went back and forth for a while. I kind of got on board with it. And then there's the thing that he does to end the movie. And I just just about came out of my chair and was just like, this is the best thing ever. This movie rules. I don't care about any of the qualms that have happened before. The thing he has done to solve this problem is fucking amazing. I don't care. It's so dumb and so glorious. And everything about the way they execute it is well, so good. Just the, and the dumb setup, too. Like, yes. that just to get there, like all of the things that were dropped along the way to get there. And it's like, yeah, OK. Yeah. 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 Um. So I, I liked it. I, I was I was surprised by how much I, I think. OK, first of all, the kid is so good in this. He is such a good. He was cast really well, mm-hmm. like he is super good in that role. Um, it was a little hard for me to buy it at first because he basically looks like baby Zac Efron. And I was like, there's no way this kid is getting picked on. This kid is, you know, this kid's fucking hot. You know what I mean? Well, like, It's my Haley Steinfeld argument. It's just like, yeah. no, like <laughs> right. in what universe is she the ugly girl at school? <laughs> yeah. Like, like the kid they go and get for their sacrifice. I'm like, yeah, that kid's a fucking dork. Sure. That make, that's a weird thing. But like, this kid is like, Oh, he's got glasses. He's not hot. That, it's whatever. A, what's funny is like, you know, because the sequel is a couple of years later, he actually kind of looks like the kid they sacrifice. Like he, he grew up kind of gangly. Like he didn't oh, like, okay. you know, like he could probably Zach Efron out if he goes and works out for six hours a day like Zach Efron. But, but sure. I'm just saying like, you know, I'm just saying like it, in growing up a couple of years, it's like, oh, shit, that's. Yeah. I don't know if they yeah. were like going for that and casting of like, oh, let's try to find someone who's maybe going to look like an older version of him just to like have yeah. this like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I The weirdest thing about this to me is that it just got dumped on Netflix and then no one spoke of it again. Like, I don't think I knew of this movie's existence until you told me about it. I knew there was a sequel to it, mm-hmm. but it didn't really click with me that this thing was a 2017 movie directed by McGee and should have played in theaters. It is better than 
a dumped on Netflix kind of thing. It's, it's, it's fine. Like movies on Netflix are fine. Don't get me wrong. But I, I feel like this is a better one of these than a lot of the ones of these that have come out in theaters. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think this is a lot of fun. And I think seeing with an audience may have been a lot of fun. Also, sure. I mean, it's it's not on the same level of quality, but I think it could have it could have gotten close to the same hype as like the Happy Death Day movies. If that, it, that that's how I felt throughout yeah. this whole thing was that this is very Happy Death Day ish in that it is it is a genre movie that is smarter than well, it's one, it's smarter than it. It thinks it is, but also it's smarter than a lot of the other movies that are trying to do the same thing. I, I want to say this is one of those like bad thumbnail situations when it was new on Netflix where I not knowing anything about it. I want to say the thumbnail was just like I I got the like uh, uh, good boys vibe or something where it was like, oh, you know, look, hot cheerleader babysitter and like, yeah. like, you know, like there's yeah. going to be those those kind of hijinks. I didn't get. Like from the thumbnail, I was like, I don't, I didn't get that. It was like, oh, it's actually like a murder horror thing, like craziness, you know, like that may have been part it, of my it, thing too, because it, it does the first like 10 minutes or so does kind of give you that good boys kind of vibe to it. It's like, honestly, like if I, if I didn't know what this was, I wouldn't have known what I was watching for like 20 minutes. I would have been like, what the fuck is this? Like the, the twist is good enough if you don't know anything about it. Sure. Sure. Um, and where it goes from there is great. I will say that they have an inordinate, uh, an abnormal amount of spiders living under their house. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantulas, actually. <laughs> like, wherever they live, wherever they live I, in the world. Unless that was, like, some super artificial, heavily fertilized. Like, I mean, I I believe, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think tarantulas are, like, aren't they, like, kind of deserty spiders? Like That's what I thought. I thought yeah. they were, like, you might get them in, like, Arizona, Nevada. Nevada, sorry. Nevada. Um, but yeah, I thought they were like that New Mexico kind of area. I didn't think they would be somewhere that looked like that house should have been. But I mean, you also go somewhere like Phoenix and there's no reason people should have grass growing on their lawn and they do. So true. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like there's, there's like no reason grass should be growing there except for a lot of pumped in water and fertilizer. Um, right. Yeah. But anyway, but I, I liked it. I, I yeah. didn't love it, but I came around on it at the end and was like, OK, movie. Good job. I'm going to be very curious what you think of the sequel. I mean, I assume you actually are going to watch the sequel. Yes, I, will watch, I, okay. I would have gotten to it today, but today just got away from me. No, that's that's fine, because uh, I and I'm not trying to misalign your expectations or whatever. But the only thing I can possibly think to this is like nowhere near the craziness level on either of these cases, but apparently I'm going to have bad uh, analogies for movies tonight. Uh, if the first one was crank in that, like, oh, this is an interesting concept. This is wacky. Okay, that that was fine and not my favorite, but it's enjoyable. The second one is crank too, where it's like, yeah, it might have gone too far. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm, I, I didn't dislike the second one, but, like, it goes... A little too. I think McG has a problem with sequels because it's it's the Charlie's Angels full throttle thing where it's just like I actually like the first one. The second one is like no, just immediately mm -hmm. I am not on board with anything you're doing this time for some reason. Okay. I don't know why it worked the first time. Maybe the presence of Sam Rockwell and stuff helped, you know. But like right, I, the second one I was just like that started up in the theater and I was just like no, I am <laughs> not on board with any of this for some reason this time. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not saying I wasn't that way about babysitter your killer queen i'm just like there are scenes where it's like oh come on like please don't don't do this like just don't do weird things on the screen don't 
<laughs> don't do the Neville Dean Taylor thing. Like, just don't go a little too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Like, I, I it's it's weird because I have. I have love for movies and love for directors that have done things like this. And, but it's like, okay, that movie did it never again. Like, you know, like that was clever once, maybe twice, but now it's in 2020. No, like, yeah, I can't Fine, I'll just spoil it because it's also doesn't mean any fucking thing to the movie. It's just happens. And it's like, it's not even like you've entered some level of hype other than the movie trying to go like, get hype with like the dumbest way artificially to do it. There's like, I, I think it's a girl on girl fight. Not that it really matters, but two girls I think start fighting and it's like, it actually pops up names and energy bars, like a fighting game at some point, And it was just like, no, <laughs> like, like, no, like there's just not any reason for this to be happening. I'm fine with your weird little interstitial titles and things like that. Yeah. You know, possibly breaking the reality of the movie, but like things like that. It's just like, there's no, in world reason for this happening because like the things I'm 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 referencing, so I will clear, clarify my references. I am a fan of Danny Boyle, and I will defend the island to my dying day. The Leonardo DiCaprio thing with the bad trailer that everybody laughed at because he was just that fucking guy from the Titanic movie at that time. You know, everybody was like, "Fuck Leonardo DiCaprio, that pretty boy." He needed oh, not dick. the not the island. What, no, what not the that? island. Uh, fuck, you're right. It's not the island. That's the Ewan McGregor thing. Um, yeah. To the beach, the beach. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But no, so like that was that time period of like he'd been in like Romeo and Juliet and Titanic and everybody was on that Brad Pitt like, fuck you, pretty boy. And then like, you know, two years later, he's like, shit, he's good. Yeah. (laughs) But that's actually a great movie. And, you know, but like there's a point in the movie where he just fucking loses his mind and and I think is high on drugs and becomes a video game. But it's like it has in game. It has in movie (laughs) reasons for it to be in that state at that time. Like, you know, he is clarified by these island dwelling people to be obsessed with video games and all this and, and i think the book goes into much more detail about just how video game obsessed he was but you know that that's that makes sense and of course scott pilgrim video games creeping all over the screen on that but again it's contextually accurate there's no yeah. reason in babysitter 2 to have video game health bars come up for anything like but then there's jokes that just fucking land like there's really good stuff and there's a really dumb personal level joke that I can't wait for you to watch just because like you will know it the second it happens you'll be like what the fuck did I just hear that right because I had to do the same thing I was like back up <laughs> I, I know I didn't just hear that yes I did okay but it's it's just an ongoing joke that would have no bearing you know just a contextual personalized joke it seemed like somebody stuck in this movie but uh, yeah um but yeah it's it's fine I mean it's it's weirdest flaws are that it's just like it's it's trying a little too hard like I like the way Happy Death Day 2 you switches up like that. That's a that's a genre to switch in a sequel type of thing that I'm totally OK with. And like, I, I think that could keep that movie fresh. And like a lot of people don't like the so- sudden tonal shift in the John Wick movies when it becomes the bigger thing. You know, like I'm OK with getting bigger or different in your sequels. This is just like has a lot of uh, stylistic choices where I'm like, why? And also yeah. like. I mean, at first I was like, wait, the entire cast from the first movie's back? <laughs> like, like, how does that work? <laughs> but hmm. they do, and it does, sort of. And the other weirdest thing about it is, as I mentioned when we were talking about the first one, uh, his little one friend girl who lives across the street is now a couple years older in this movie, and it's just like, hey, look, she has breasts for like the entire movie. <laughs> And it's just like, 
all right, if I'm checking my math, she's still supposed to be like 15, right? Like, like I mean, in, in I know the actress isn't, but I'm just saying like on the screen, you're like, sure. I just watched this movie. Now I'm they watching this movie and it's like, <laughs> please put your breasts away. <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> Phrases I don't say often, but yeah, like in the context of watching one movie back to back, I was like. In the context of children, it's always a good yeah, I just, <laughs> a yeah, good I'm statement. just like movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> no movie. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's a, it's a it's a dip in quality in my book from the first one for sure. But still, its own weird thing. I'm just curious if you're going to be on board with it still. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will warn you because, like, I like I I no. I just I'm saying, unfortunately, in this time, you know, and I'm not trying to go down that road. But I believe you have not watched the movie The Invisible Man. Because its central theme is about gaslighting, you know, like everyone's like, here's something is clearly happening. We are seeing all the evidence, and then yet somebody goes to like check on it. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, yeah, you know, like, and that's a central plot to this one, to the sequel. It's right. like basically, it's- basically, nobody believes the things happened in the first movie. Like oh, nobody, okay. like it's just like no kid, what the fuck? Like you I was gonna get- say, the first one tried to do that for half a scene where the kid goes back into his house and it's like tidied up somehow. And he's, he's incredulous as to how that would have happened. And I'm, I'm also incredulous as to how that would have happened. Sure, but sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean like, that's pretty much what this entire movie is about is like, nobody believes that he experienced any of these things. None of the things in the first one happened. And then, like I said, as a rational person, you're like, yeah, but what? Like, like nobody went, Hey, where's your babysitter? like like, you know we and you know we've been hiring her for some time and she's just straight up disappeared like huh (laughs) you know like we're not concerned about this and there's a car in our living room you know (laughs) (laughs) sorry um yeah so if i will watch the second babysitter movie for next week if you could watch rim of the world which is the netflix movie he made in between those okay um, I would be interested in your thoughts on that because that is also a movie where it's like, okay, you're kind of pushing it, but this is also charming. And that's the kids are at summer camp and aliens invade. Oh, um, okay. So it's an interesting thing. I would be interested in your thoughts on it. You've watched two McG movies, so might as well go for well, the trifecta. Like I said, now, now I have to go look because I'm like, if, if I'm going to talk about this guy, I need to know what other thing he did recently. I was like, oh, that's that's you? Really? Okay, that's, that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he's got a lot of producing credits, so yeah. Just looking, I I thought maybe he like was involved in some TV show, like directing a couple episodes, but maybe he was just a producer. Fuck, I don't know. Doesn't really matter. No, doesn't matter. It's not hopping out at me. That's that's as to what it was. Like I said, I mean, I know he was like an executive producer on Chuck, which I like that show, but it wasn't that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I thought maybe he like did something like directed an episode of like Umbrella Academy or something weird where it was like, oh shit, like that's actually got some style to it that doesn't suck or you know something. <laughs> I'm just like, but it's not hopping off his IMDb credits at me. So yeah, yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, unless you tell me otherwise from a human being standpoint, I'm just saying from a filmmaker standpoint, I don't really count him as one of those like. I write off everything he's done sort of guys just no I, I think I think maybe he burned a lot of bridges with that Terminator movie because it was just like 
this movie fucking sucks, dude. You know, but apparently that was taken away from him because um, there are a person on Twitter out there clamoring for the McG cut of. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> for Terminator Salvation. Wow. But, there's, uh, if there is a cause to be rallied behind, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me pivot from that to something similar, I think. Uh, I watched slash rewatched the Cube trilogy. Okay. Uh, the first Cube movie was something I saw on video when it came out, and I was like a huge champion of that movie. I, that was the movie I was foisting on people. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you should watch Cube. Cube is dope. Yeah. It was like, one of those things like Primer or whatever. It was just like, oh, nobody's seen this. I can tell you to watch this weird thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's super interesting. It doesn't have any f- fluff or bullshit in it. It is just, here's the story and go. And it's it's interesting to watch people try to figure it out. Uh, the cube stuff. Um, it has it has dated a bit. Um, it's it's got some of that late nineties toot in it where everyone is just at each other at each other's throats. Either they mean it or they're being sarcastic about it, but it's just constant. Just, I think we should go this way. Well, I think you should go fuck yourself. You know, it's like, stop, just fucking listen, just (laughs) calm down (laughs) there. So that that's kind of a weak link in it, but I still think it's fascinating. I still think it's great for a movie that looks like it costs maybe $12. Um, it is it is a hell of a thing, um, so I revisited that after twenty years or so and was pleasantly surprised at how much it held up. I had never seen the two sequels. Okay, uh, so I watched Cube Two, Hypercube. Um, the cube that just can't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, yeah. Cube. Like the first one was a sugar cube, the next one's like a cocaine cube. <laughs> The second one has ideas. Like the second one was like, okay, how do we make this bigger and crazier? And I get that. It doesn't necessarily pull them all off convincingly, but I have to give it all the credit in the world for having just crazy goddamn ideas. Like it's just, oh, we go through this door and now all of a sudden gravity's backwards and this room time is slow. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this is some cool shit. It's not the best executed cool shit. It is not. But I thought it was I thought it was an entertaining watch. It's just not as good as Cube, and it maybe could have been better. I would I would agree with that. So, I I, I a lot of people fucking hate Cube too. Like people were just like, man, they just they ruined this shit. And it's like, I mean, I remember it being like a big drop off because doesn't it also have like a lot of that real bad era CG in it too? Like it, a lot of it. It. Yes, it okay. does. Although some of it is actually strangely good. Okay. Like there are some shots in, in it that are so low res, it's actually interesting. Um, but yeah, some of it is just god awful. But yeah, it's yeah. it's not as good as Cube. It's better than its reputation. Uh, Cube Zero. Fuck off. <laughs> really? <laughs> just, I like Cube Zero. I'm surprised no, by that. Okay. I, man, I did not need a, hey, what's going on outside the cube? And maybe it'll loop back around to the first movie in a real stupid way thing. Um, I think I like Cube Zero because it's been a long time since I saw this. Yeah. But I just, I seem to remember it having, like the first one felt like it was Gilliam adjacent. And I, I hate to keep referencing the increasingly assholeish guy, but I mean, like in the Brazil era, you know, it felt like this. 
THX style, you know, Brazil esque, like whatever kind of world. Like you could see like something like this happening just from like mm-hmm. this, the the Ministry of Science wonders what happens when you put you know humans in the Skinner box that might kill them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and the second one was just like, what if it's an even bigger box? And but I felt like the third, like the prequel one was like a return to like it felt low budget and gritty again like the first one sure like it, it just felt more in tone uh aesthetically like and i was like i was back on board with that because it was like what if we just go back to like you know simpler uh props and things and less like shitty cg and it was like more like it just felt like all right here's like the proto version of that like it a bad another bad example because i'll just keep doing it but like it felt like what George Lucas should have done with the prequels. It was like, you can't have something older than the original trilogy and have everything look new and shiny. And it's like, why? Like the shit of things got better, like by some measure. I mean, I know like, you know, shit was terrible and there was a war going on, but like, you know, it's just like all the things like, you know, like the prequels are bigger and faster and crazier. And, you know, we flip around when we lightsaber fight, whereas the old ones were just like, you know it's just like this is a little weird like yeah just how shiny it is um i i think maybe my thing was that so obviously you can't just keep doing these movies without explaining shit people would get frustrated Uh but like two just kind of touched on the things that were going on and i was like okay that's probably the extent of it that i need and then cube zero was like here's the whole operation and i was like I, one, I don't need this. Two, and this is probably a thing that has happened over time in that Cube Zero is very much about people just watching other people get tortured. And that's infuriating to me right now in 2020. Okay. Um, that is just, I'm just a product of my environment. That is how my opinion is coming across for Cube Zero, which is just like, man, fuck all of you. Like, I don't... I don't care that you signed up for this. I don't care that your lives are in danger. If you speak out about it, you shouldn't have done it. Um, He's just a boy. (laughs) So I I, I just was cube zero immediately started. And I was just like, wow, no, don't want this. (laughs) Not like this. (laughs) I did kind of appreciate how everything was so grungy. It was almost like wooden cube. (laughs) It was almost like artisanal cube. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so that was that was kind of okay but man there's like this one character that shows up who was just like if we had been watching it for a bamcast movie i think we would have loved this dude but like watching it on my own i was just like man fuck this guy forever he's fucking terrible like i said uh, i mean what that was like early 2000s by the time you get to sequels right uh the second one was 2004 the third one was 2006 Oh wow, that late? Okay, yeah. I didn't know they stretched that far. I, th- cause it wasn't, I think, or either f- two thousand two, two thousand. Was the first one actually two thousands as well? Like, no, I, the first one was ninety seven. Yeah, I thought that was like a late nineties yeah. thing. Okay, so they just took a while to get to their sequels. So, well, no, the first one was just a Canadian thing, you know, an art movie, right? And then, and then Lionsgate bought it, and we're like, we can franchise this. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they tried to do, and uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. work out so much. Mixed results, but. You know, no one talks about Cube anymore, and I just want to say Cube's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I still fully recommend the first one. I just, you know, yeah. you know that you're getting some blackluster returns on the sequels. I'm just saying, like, Cube Zero to me felt like, all right, at least this righted the ship, so to speak, as far as where they were going for the second one. And sure, I would, I might watch more. I don't, it's nowhere near quality level, you know. I, it's kind of charming in like some of those latter, you know, Universal Soldier sequels. Like it's nothing like the fucking original, but it's like there's some dumb fun maybe to be had here. <laughs> right. 
it's so weird. I confused the the sequels with Hellraiser four at some point because one, it also has a cube, but um, I because Hellraiser four goes to space, obviously because rule of fours. I thought at some point maybe it was a poster or something that was misleading, but I swore I could remember that someone opens up, then they escape the cube and it's like, oh no, we're in space. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know what, what I'm recalling, but that is not anything that happens in any of the cube movies. So hmm. um, maybe it's a poster. I don't know. But anyway. No, actually, I'm now th- starting to remember that maybe there was like a knockoff cube movie or like something. No, like like a similar style, like escape room type you know thing before those were a thing. Like another similar like, oh shit. Saw? <laughs> yeah i mean yes yes the saw movies are kind of that too i mean yeah, yeah i just no i i just thought i remembered i think i've seen maybe i've maybe i did see parts of some hellraiser or something i don't know but yeah whatever hellraiser 4 is in space there's a big cube in space mm. i know <laughs> so yeah you didn't know i saw all the cube movies did you i well, I did not know. It's not like I was like, hey, I'm going to drop some some knowledge on you. It's yeah. like, sure, probably some people saw the Cube movies. Apparently everyone in chat saw all the Cube movies. So. <laughs> um, you got anything else before I just go on a tear here? Uh, no, not really. I mean, okay. all right. Yeah, I, I've been bad. I'm either playing video games or uh, still watching shitloads of Craig Ferguson on, on YouTube. Those are both valid things to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've only changed up my extracurricular activities recently because it's spooky season. That's the only reason I'm watching more stuff that's worth talking about. Um, so, okay. Uh, this will, this will be, this whole show has been, but might as well just keep, it's horror corner. Um, okay. So there's a show on the streaming network shutter that is uh, called cursed films. I actually have seen some of this. Okay. Some, somehow, like one or two episodes showed up as free for me on like the Apple TV. Okay. So I watched the Poltergeist one, and right. did they do like two Poltergeist? Like, did they do a Poltergeist three as well? No, it's part. It's of just, the it's just one. all Poltergeist stuff. Yeah. But I think I feel like I saw one other one. Okay. Well, there's five episodes. Okay. There's The Exorcist, uh, The Omen, Poltergeist, uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, and shit what's the other one i'm forgetting ah mm. hang on didn't bad things happen around american <laughs> werewolf in london if they did they don't talk about okay. it okay no i'm just trying to think like maybe i'm just thinking of the john landis thing in general uh, the crow shit the crow of course yeah the crow okay so i know okay. i didn't see the crow or the uh twilight zone one because i would have remembered those I, okay. I know i saw it was either the omen or the exorcist that's the thing is like i can't remember okay so here's the thing all of these movies in question had troubled productions. They either had legit troubled productions or people started making shit up, which is basically the, the case of Poltergeist. But like, you know, the crow, the dude died. Like, so it's varying degrees of something went wrong during the making of this movie. Is the movie cursed? So what they do basically each episode is they run through all of the terrible things that happened during the production of the film. Then they have some people come on and who aren't related to fucking anything. It's just like in the in the Poltergeist episode, it's just like, hey, here's a guy who went to the Poltergeist house. He's mm-hmm. at the Poltergeist house. He's talking to the neighbor who lives next door to the Poltergeist house. 
anyway, back to our story. They all have this. They all have this weird, like, in The Exorcist, is like, hey, we went to Latin America and found an exorcist, and we were going to watch him do a exorcism or something. And, you know, the omen is like, hey, here's this guy who calls himself a black magician. He's going to do some spooky shit. Let's watch it. And it's just like, I will light this candle. Ooh, you know. And it's <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That sounds so, intense. It's a waste of time, basically, because then at the end of every episode, someone just comes on and says, there's no such fucking thing as curses, you dumbasses. Things just happen. Anyway, peace out. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like that CNN Kennedy assassination documentary. It's just like, here's all the things that could have happened. And then they come back from commercial. And it's like, no, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that happened, you dumbasses. <laughs> I mean, that, that Kennedy one is so weird because, I mean, that one feels like someone ran in the booth during a live broadcast. It was like, what the fuck are you putting on the screen, Eric? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking put the last reel on, the right one. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I... These things are such wasted potential to me because in a lot of cases, it they have gotten a lot of interviews with people who are legit interesting have perspective about these movies and stuff and it's just wasted it's just yeah shit happens but you know other movies are cursed too and that doesn't mean anything just shit goes wrong sometimes what are you gonna do <laughs> so it like as a premise it's just like i i kind of would have appreciated this more if it had just been stupider and we just would have played it up like could there perhaps be a curse you know like a fucking unsolved mysteries episode where it's just like oh, call yeah. in if you have information on the curse <laughs> could just be a missing child or it could be the Loch Ness monster you don't know <laughs> from week to week <laughs> right what you're gonna find here yeah I, I just I would have appreciated that more I think um, otherwise it's just it's just wasted potential and it yeah kind that, of, that's kind of where I came to it I like I said I think I watched the two that were available for free and I was like I'm good I mean yeah I'd watch the Twilight Zone one, maybe, because I don't know. Like, Well, okay, so let me let me just warn everybody. The Twilight Zone one uses the footage uh, and just drops it in there without any kind of like, hey, you may want to prepare yourself. Uh, no, it's fucking you watch people get murdered on film. Yeah, and even that is just like they just cover the trial and it's like, yeah, maybe somebody was negligent, but oh, well, what are you going to do? It's like, oh, all right, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that that one's just a huge bummer of an episode. It's just like, well, you know, and it, it always makes me feel guilty because I like that movie. But I saw that movie before I had any idea of what oh, yeah. had happened behind Same. the scenes. I was a fucking child. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember and, like the, the 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 sequence, the girl that could do whatever with her mind, you know, and the mm-hmm. terrified family like that fucking haunted me as a child. <laughs> like, yeah, like that, well, that creepy, creepy ass Jack in the Box comes out of it and everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. Jesus, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah. shit's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's I, I I dove in hard on a lot of a sh- Shutter material in the last couple of weeks, and yeah. that was like the first thing I gravitated to because I was like, I enjoy those films. Tell me more about them, and it was just like, haha, you dumbasses. So I don't quite get the gist of why that was a thing because the everything about the show, like the graphics and everything, are all spooky as shit. Yeah, and it's like, what narrative are you pushing here? I don't know. I don't know. Like that—that's a weird one because, like, I mean, it's—it's a, it's a shame. There's, like, I, I mean, it's weird because, like, somewhere like Turner Classic Movies or somewhere could have a more generic, non-genre uh, tinged one of those. Because I mean, there's other not horror movie things, you know. 
Well, I mean, the I just Don Quixote movie that, you know, what's his name, tried to make that, you know, they made the whole documentary about that. I was like, right. that's a fucking cursed movie. That movie, sure. God said no. Yeah. <laughs> you will not make this movie. <laughs> you could make a non-horror-tinged one, and then you don't have to, like, have some unnecessary, like, but was it ghosts? You know, just like, <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about, like, what fucking went wrong during the production of this and like yeah. you know what well, lessons to be learned or you yeah. know cuz i slash the pay, maybe, one... slash maybe pay respects to the people that unfortunate shit happened to you know like sure. i mean you could make it reverent and also still talk about the events there's a way right. to walk a line and have it be look you know here's some shitty things that happen on a film here's possibly why maybe learn in the future don't do that you know yeah yeah but yeah like the poltergeist one the whole thing about the curse was like oh they used real skeletons that's probably why everyone died and then finally after fucking 30 years or whatever they finally got someone who worked on the film willing to talk about poltergeist and he's just like you can't no one has time or money to sculpt (laughs) skeletons by hand you use you go down to the medical supply shop and you buy skeletons that's just that's what they're for you just have skeletons. It's like, and then there's like, this movie had a skeleton. This movie had, a, they just show all these clips like, this movie had a skeleton. You dumbasses. None of those things were cursed. You stupid idiots. I thought anyway, his, peace I thought out. Ta- I thought his takeaway at the end was, of course we didn't use real skeletons. No, it was that they actually used real skeletons, but it's no big fucking deal. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, like I said, it's been a couple of months now since that. Sure. Yeah. Just wandered into my periphery vision and I was like, I'll check this out. Yeah. All right, so let's see what else I got here. Um, there is a movie, and I've already forgotten where I saw this. It, I forget which streaming service this was on, um, but it's called Into the Grizzly Maze. Okay. And I was like, cool, a bear movie. I like bear movies. <laughs> is it a bear movie? Yes. Okay, well, I just, <laughs> like, I mean... Grizzly doesn't necessarily mean bear. I know. <laughs> okay. I know. But this is actually a movie about a yeah. killer bear. It could be trees or atoms <laughs> or, but then it's back to bear being bear related, I guess. Yes. Let me tell you the cast of this film. Billy Bob Thornton, Scott Glenn, James Marsden, and Thomas Jane. Okay. They're in this direct to ass video <laughs> killer bear movie. Ass video? <laughs> like... <laughs> What is this? Is, it, this is the it, true truest Oculus Rift. <laughs> it is such a direct-to-video movie. It mm. is just trash, and it's like, how did you lure all of these people to be in this? This is a fucking Fred Olin Ray movie. This is—it's not. I'm just saying it's on that caliber of like Fred Olin Ray is still making the occasional killer bear movie. Jim Wynorski is occasionally making a killer bear movie. How did Billy Bob Thornton see this and go, "I need to be in that"? <laughs> I think that dude will just work. I mean, he's no, been in a no, shit. he's selective. He Is doesn't he? just do shit. I feel shit. like he's in a lot of directed video things. I see like pop up. Like you could just, I can always tell like the caliber of movie that you're going to have because they've got people that you've heard of, and the poster will be photoshopped to fuck. <laughs> like where it's like, why would you get this person <laughs> if you're going to put them on the poster and it's 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 airbrushed into unrecognizability? You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just like if you have a a swath of people on your cover photoshopped in from some movie they made five, ten, ten years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I could just be like, yeah, I think I know where I'm going with this and it's straight to Bulgaria. Yeah. um, 
So I have a question for you. Okay. Not specific. I would have asked the group oh. if there was a group here, but because there's not. Um, I will be your group. Okay. Is is Thomas Jane a bigger star in my mind than he is in real life? Because I feel like he makes a lot of just hot trash. Uh, We were told around the time that The Punisher came out that Thomas Jane was a big star. The world, he was one of those examples where the world went, no, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just like the um fucking, uh, not Tarzan, the other fucking John Carter Jane? guy. No, oh. the John Carter guy. Like for a hot minute, everyone was like, no, he is the next thing. And then the world yeah. went, no. <laughs> like, I got your Friday night fucking lights right here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like, every once in a while, be it actor or actress, I, I generally just say actor these days, but I'm saying, like, the studios are get behind this person and they're like, put them on every talk show and everything and, it, like, start, like, a media blitz on them. And it's just like the world just collectively says no. And okay. Thomas Jane was kind of one of those. Like, okay. So he was like, and and not that it's not to say he's like in all shit movies. It's just like he's been. Well, I mean, in good he's in movie. Boogie Nights for yeah, sake. Yeah, no, I mean he's in good movies. It's just like he's also just a, a working dude. And I mean he kind of took the piss out of himself with his. Uh, was that Arrested Development? He showed up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was just like playing a homeless guy, but it was like <laughs> I think I recognize you. Like that was all very meta. Like because that was like yeah. post the like you're gonna like Thomas Jane, and it's like and the world kind of went no, we really don't give a shit. Like okay, you're fine, but you know like. I don't have I'm not anything going to go against... to a movie because Thomas Jane's in it kind of. Right. Not yeah. I just I don't have anything against him. It's just yeah. that I keep seeing him turn up in things that seem suspect. And I'm like, am I wrong? Like, it, I I consider him to be an a movie star, but apparently I'm wrong. He is just a dude who works. He was he was going to be a movie star. And okay. yeah, we all collectively said, no, you can all be right. an actor, but you can't be a movie star. Okay. <laughs> That's the so, difference. So kind of like Army Hammer until recently to when we were like, hey, Army Hammer's pretty good. Yeah, but <laughs> I still like Army Hammer's weird. Like Army Hammer's he is really weird. weird. But no, I'm saying like, you know, Oscar talk for we thought there was two Army Hammers in the social network <laughs> to like, you know, fucking like, fuck your Lone Ranger, Army Hammer. We don't <laughs> want that shit. And to like, oh, I don't know. Oscar Buzz, call me by your name, Army Hammer. You know, like, and it's like, do we like him or not? <laughs> like, like, can we just decide? <laughs> like, well, all I know is that he's amazing and sorry to bother you. Like, yeah, I he mean, I'm fucking I, amazing. In I am fine with Army Hammer. Again, this is, I just, I, I just can't decide if he's a movie star or not. That's the thing. Like, he's obviously an actor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, but it's just good point. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is like, that's the thing is like, sometimes Hollywood can't decide who their movie stars are because they're like, Army Hammer movie. And everyone's like, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> like, is it good? Like, he's not enough to just make me go to the movies. Like, yeah, like you can't yeah. say Tom Hanks movie. And you're like, I don't know what it's about. Let's go. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It's like when I see Sam Worthington above the title, I'm like, uh, yeah. 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 And <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> is it worth my time? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched another movie called patient zero. Okay. Patient Zero is stars Matt Smith from Doctor Who fame. I, I yes, and a, and a Terminator movie. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. He's in the background dancing around he, for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He um he is he first of all he's playing an American, so he has an American accent. Texas or New York? New York. Okay. He's he's for some reason Giovanni Ribisi was his vocal court coach is what it sounds like because he is you close your eyes and it's like oh Giovanni Ribisi's in this movie. Okay. Uh it is 
it's kind of a, um, well, it's a zombie thing. There's a, uh, a, a virus pandemic that has turned everyone into angry rage monsters. Uh, he has been bitten, but didn't turn so he can talk to the zombies. Is this I Am Legend again? <laughs> it really gets into I Am Legend territory. Um, okay. Because so like they keep they're trying to find patient zero so that they can make a, a vaccine. I don't understand why they don't make it from him since he's obviously immune to being bitten. I would think he would be the key, but what the fuck do I know about medicine? Um, so they just keep catching dudes and you have to call he, the who doctor, not the doctor who exactly. So yeah. they, they send him into cages to talk to them and they keep trying to find out where the vi- where the thing started. And then they catch Stanley Tucci who is an angry virus zombie, except when they catch him, he sits down and he's proper normal dude zombie. And he's a fancy lad. And he, he's, he's an advanced zombie of some kind. Um, and things get weird from there, but it's man. I never thought Stanley Tucci would be a, a big buff, angry zombie in a movie. So that's really strange. Yes. Uh, go on. <laughs> yeah. It's not, great it's not a great film it really gets bad in the third act uh but it certainly okay i'm gonna say this i don't remember what the actual ending to i am legend is versus the one that came out on dvd when they were like an explosive new ending i don't remember which ending is which anymore but one of those endings is this movie (laughs) it's the same fucking thing I, I think we can spoil the plot of I Am Legend, considering okay. it's been made 87 times over sure. the last 60 years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, people were the real monsters all along. Like, that that was, like, an evolution thing, and we should have just, like, stopped killing them. Right. That's like, basically the, the, the ending. The, the evil rage zombies were like, look, dude, we evolved. You didn't. Yeah. You you're didn't you're the worst. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, this is kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in that regard, it's super... It's a super weird ripoff. Uh, on the other hand, there's a whole bunch of Game of Thrones people in this and Matt Smith, and it's weird. Um, I mean, Matt I Smith. want to see Stanley Tucci zombie. I'm not going to lie. You really should. Yeah. It, it's worth it for that. He doesn't show up until about 45, 50 minutes into it, but it's like you just figure like Stanley Tucci is going to be like some scientist guy. But no, he's super angry zombie guy who becomes super normal zombie guy. Um, smoking a cigarette having conversations about music <laughs> it's it's weird it's a weird thing it's such a weird thing um it just it just peters out at the end so i've i've, I've seen stanley tucci recently and i i I, tr- I went to i went in search of trying to watch another movie that has stanley tucci in it uh but i was unsuccessful because i didn't find it on one of the streaming services so i haven't you try to watch big night uh no i've seen big night i love big night okay. um no it uh Watching the fucking Julia Child movie with Meryl Streep, I realized that was not the first time the two of them and Stanley Tucci and Meryl Streep had been in a movie together. And I was like, I should watch The Devil Wears Prada. I never saw that. Oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> I like some of the people that are in that. And it doesn't seem like a movie that is going to be in my wheelhouse, but sometimes you never know. Like, I shouldn't like bring it on, but I do. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you told me it was like, a, you know, competing, you know, cheerleading competition movie i'd be like yeah no now i'm good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 um 
Hmm. A, a couple of other random things. A, a movie called Red Lights with uh, Sigourney Weaver, Robert De Niro. It's kind of like Now You See Me, but stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, she's She goes around debunking psychics, and Robert De Niro purports to be a super, I'm a showman psychic, come at me, bro. I will fucking wreck you. Uh, Cillian Murphy's in it. Uh, the box says, uh, the, the, the quote on the box says, this year's Sixth Sense. Uh, which refers to a twist at the end where you're just like, what? Hmm. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's not really good. Uh, there's a movie called Six Souls with Julianne Moore, uh, which strangely is almost a Pumpkinhead movie uh, because it deals with going into the holler and talking to the witch and getting some curses and doing some weird spooky shit like that. It's, it's just one of those movies, like one of those Sandra Bullock, you know, like Premonition or whatever that other Julianne Moore movie is where someone just gets ripped out of the <laughs> off the ground into the sky or whatever. It's just like there's a psychiatrist and it's like, well, this case is weird. Let me investigate further. Oh, no, it's a spooky case. I'm going to have to go down this rabbit hole and find out some spooky things about myself and spooky things. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, so. spooky things. Yeah, um, there, there's just a lot of uh, there are more of these than I realize. Just movies out there with like one or two huge actors in them, just doing a horror movie, just like ah, you know, gonna go gonna go do this horror movie, I guess. Yeah, they're not very good. No, I mean that's that's the thing is like, I know I know our very mission statement with the Banff cast is find the gems in the pile of trash you know mm-hmm, like these things mm-hmm. these long forgotten things but like when it comes to these you know most any movie any movie made after like dvd became a viable market like uh and i say that mean because like there, there was a certain stigma to like direct-to-video things in the vhs era i mean that right. kind of said like the oh this is actually garbage like the, you know the things that we're looking through and going no wait <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah but uh like in the in the era of dvd when they're like we can make a disc and give it to you and it's going to be as good a, a quality picture as you would get to going to the movie theater like it's mm-hmm. it's basically one to one it's just this isn't going to be big enough to sell out more than a couple screens and a couple of select places if we could get all the few interested people together it's just not going to do that well and it's like right. the the quantity of movies that has just come out since around like 97 era when like people are like oh dvd like this is a thing yeah. like you know and it's yeah. just it's just insane and yeah it's like 97 to 2004 there was this big boon of just Movies with people in them that aren't, like, grandiose, but kind of good enough. They're not embarrassing. They're not filmed in Bulgaria. They're real movies. They were just like, and we put it on a DVD to go in the shelf at Blockbuster. So I, just, I mean, I just think about, like, I, I can't even recall, like, half the titles of them because they're so utterly sure. forgettable. But, I mean, it was like, there was a streak there where it was like, all right, who's who's our, like possibly slightly more than just a pretty face like the actress of the era you know from like the 25 to 40 year old range you mm-hmm. know and like you know is like jennifer Connolly and like you know Liv tyler and all these people it was just like week after week it was like here's the next like movie that they're in that were spooky things 
you know, right. and it was just like, it was like, it was constant. Like every other week it was like, wow, here comes like, you know, Jessica Biel in this thing. And here yep. comes Jessica Alba in this thing. And, here, you know, <laughs> right. it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like, like the you know, eye and yeah. black water. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it was like this long stretch there where it's just like, is this the one? You know, it's like kind of missing the whole point. Like, I mean, it's like, it's the typical Hollywood thing of like, I think they saw like the ring and they were like, well, Naomi Watts is pretty. Yeah, and it, was the, it was the ring and the grudge that did it. Yeah, it was just like, like David Watts is pretty. Making those. What if we got more prank girls and bad <laughs> spooky things happen? Like, you know, it it just, it you know, it was like a, it was like a weird reverse thing from like the seventies era, where you know, yes, I mean, there's the subversive thing about the final girl, like generally being the survivor in all the horror movies, whereas like in the seventies, it was like now nah, just like this is some weird perverted like let's watch ladies get murdered stuff like. Yeah. You know, a lot of the slasher movies, but like, and then it was just like this weird swing where it's like female led horror movies just for like this long time. And like, like I said, no problem with, you know, the gender of your protagonist. Uh-huh. I don't care. I'm just saying like, it was just a, it was a weird long thing where all this stretch of like mediocre horror movies where their entire thing was like, get one well-known actress. Yeah. It was a very in, specific thing. Yeah, put them in, in, in spooky place. That's like, uh, you know, probably in the holler. So it's like low budget, you know, yeah. like, it's just like, we won't be in the city because we can't we don't have the, the funds to crowd control that you know <laughs> like so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I that's what it's those, just, those it's two movies weird. are so yeah but yeah every once in a while you like you come across something good everyone yeah. i mean every once in a while but like that's why i keep looking i mean i i generally you can you can go just as easily wrong but like i i tend not to follow people i i like actors are actors and they can be good obviously but i just don't think like I don't, it's sort of like the, this goes back to the, you know, movie star thing. Like, I just won't go see most movies because of an actor. Like, it has to be like, they have to be like, they either they get the reputation in my head of like, oh no, they're picking like good directors and good screenwriters and and good things. Like, I trust them because of their track record of like what they've done. Mm -hmm. I will get that somewhat, but I mean, like. I'm kind of more interested in like, okay, why did this guy who was like a badass director in the eighties suddenly start making directed video things in the late nineties, two thousands, like, you know, whatever you may think, but like there was a period of time where like Polanski, a guy, arguably a shithead of a person, but I'm saying like, it was once like one of the biggest named directors you can get. And it was like, suddenly he was just like cranking out, you know, things that'd be in a theater for a week. And then they were on DVD. You know? And it was like, mm-hmm. how does a guy go from like, you know, Hitchcock level, like I will sell out a, a movie theater because I made this movie to like suddenly sometime later, you know, something like that. I mean, like I said, maybe a horrible example of a person, just a pop person that popped in my head. You know, I, I think it's because you mentioned Sigourney Weaver and I, for some reason I was thinking of death and the maiden. That's a real cheer fest that, of a movie. That's a fun film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was just like, you know, like it, it's more weird to me, like to see something like a, a director who's suddenly like cranking out a movie. Cause at least like, well, they were talented. Do they still care? You know, like right. let's, let's see if they're bringing any of their flair to it. Well, and the the saddest thing now is is when you see directors that were doing movies that you loved, and now they just direct episodes of Hawaii Five O. Like they get into that TV show grind, oh, sure, sure, yeah. And it's the, and it's like they never get out. I mean, I honestly, I'd rather they do that than like try to keep banking on their name in, sure. the, in the movie world. Because like, if 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 your goal is like to get paid and have a regular job, I no problem with that. Just like, don't keep foisting your name upon something when you're just gonna be like, ugh, fine, cut, print, it's fine. You know, <laughs> right. like, just don't care. Yeah, it's like, it's, but it's, it was out of just... focus. Like, doesn't matter. It's fucking direct to video. Like, you know, 
if you, if you're gonna care, just fucking yeah, crank out TV shows. You know. Yeah, it's it's just funny to me when I'm watching a show and I see a name pop up and I'm like, wait, the director of that thing that I loved from like 1992? What the shit? And Are then I go did- look it up and it's like, oh yeah, for the last eight years they've directed 97 episodes of television. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> even weirder thing is like the number of uh, actors that have turned director and just do nothing but TV, mm-hmm. like Jonathan Frakes. For yep. my Star Trek background, it's like fucking like directed like an episode of like almost every television show that's been on for the last 20 years. <laughs> like, it's just like that dude just fucking like show up and direct anything. And mm-hmm. uh, fuck, which one? It's like Starcy or Hutch. One of the two. It's like is like yeah. TV guy too. you know, like TV director. Extraordinary. Well, you know, I'm, I'm watching the blacklist and Andrew McCarthy is directing episodes and I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> First of all, I need a mannequin <laughs> reunion on screen. <laughs> Don't just jump to direct. You're supposed to do your guest spot first mm. and make people go, oh, yeah. And then you could just go behind the scenes. But yeah, it's. Wait, is the other mannequin guy on the blacklist? Or are you just talking about James, James Spader? Spader? Well, who was he? Was he? Wait, was he the other guy in mannequin? Wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm confusing the cast. No, I'm just like, I know. Look, I know James Spader was in a shitload of like 80s things yes. and stuff. But I mean, like, I think I'm just like, I'm mixing up the whatever the fuck is nuts from Weekend at Bernie's. I always like. Some reason I thought that guy was in fucking mannequin as well. No, Jonathan Silverman. No. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, you can see how long it's been since I saw fucking mannequin. <laughs> yeah. No. Man, Andrew McCarthy's the lead in mannequin, and James Spader is the the foil. Okay. <laughs> He's the the evil hair slick back store manager who's like you're up to something. But it's also got the dude from Designing Women too, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, Meshach Taylor. Why Meshach do I remember Taylor. his name? I don't know. <laughs> Good job. Because that's a fucking great name. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yes, he's the only one who comes back for Mannequin 2 on the move. <laughs> oh, he's the Fisher Stevens of, of Mannequin yes, 2. Okay. Exactly. I got you. Now, see, I, just, I have to understand all of these 80s references that we are both on board for. And half the other audience is going, what? They should have just made an unnamed third movie that's just Meshach Taylor and Fisher Stevens. <laughs> Where, where, where Johnny Five falls in love with the man, the mannequin. Yeah, like I finally know what love is. Yay! And okay. this, this is like a sketch on the critic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could get Ali Sheedy back for that one. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Unless she's I mean, a director now. <laughs> well, she probably is. I'm just saying. Like, no, I'm saying like in the in the time frame where this would have been a viable thing, the short circuit mannequin crossover movie mm-hmm. uh, in, in like the let's say ninety. Five era <laughs> okay you know yeah I'm, th- I'm thinking that's when we could have gotten this to slide i think by 95 we could have gotten ali sheedy back you're probably right and yeah. then after that no yeah even maybe gutenberg i don't know i don't want to press my luck but <laughs> gutenberg's weird man i yeah. saw some some weird shit about him on twitter the other day where someone was trying like a legit like outlet was trying to talk to him about cocoon because wilford brimley passed away and he was like i don't talk about my previous films or some dumb bullshit i'm like Okay, who the fuck do you think you are, Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> you should be doing nothing but product, talking about your of, previous films. Product of the Stonecutters? <laughs> yeah, yes, I mean, exactly. That's who he probably thinks he should be. Yeah. He, he probably took that shit to heart. He yeah. was like, wait, <laughs> they I'm didn't make star? me, I made me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I just, I was assuming he, that was the first time he ever heard he was a star. It was that no. song in The Simpsons. <laughs> and it just went to his head. I just thought of yeah. myself as a working actor, but the Simpsons told me <laughs> I was a, a movie star. star. <laughs> I'm the Army Hammer of the 80s. Yes. <laughs> That's Steve Gutenberg's. He has it like in uh, old English italic you know, on a tattoo on his back, I think. I'm the, I Probably. was the Army Hammer of the 80s. Yeah. Yes. 
It's his entire back. Yeah. He's like Cape Fear back there. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we even talking about? Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> when it's devolved into goot talk. <laughs> Fucking talking about the goot. <laughs> Just, hey, what's the goot up to lately? I don't know. Let's check in on the goot. It's being fucking weird on Twitter. <laughs> Not in the way other people are being weird on Twitter. Just weird in a goot way. <laughs> like, I, I hate that, like, my brain immediately, like, I mean, this this just sucks. I mean, it, it sucks on, like, all dimensions. But my brain was immediately like, oh, fuck. I, I, I can't be bothered to keep up with it all. Is Steve Gutenberg a, a raging fucking asshole now? Like... I shouldn't have mentioned Roman Plansky. I'm aware of that one. That's on yeah. me. But then, you know, like I just said, like it's it's in that era where I was just like, ah, I have no fucking idea what Steve Gutenberg's up to. Did he just fucking turn into a psychopath? Like, I don't know. Like it's He's, just it's sad because you like you have to kind of assume that. <laughs> like if you haven't heard from a celebrity in a while, they're they've probably gone wacky. Well, he's on that uh religious movie circuit where okay. he's in all of the like, you know, God's not dead. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, again, I'm not, I'm not defending or really even caring what Steve Gutenberg's up to. I just, like I said, I hate that we're in this era of like, I literally can't talk about some wacky celebrity because like next thing you know, it's like, oh, you know, like I like we were talking about fucking Gallagher. And so we're like, you don't want to fucking know anything about Gallagher anymore. And I'm like, okay, last I knew he was smashing fucking pumpkins on stage. Like I didn't fucking know what he was up to for the last 20 goddamn years. Nope, he's out there <laughs> painting Obama faces on the watermelons. <laughs> Again, I don't... Like, <laughs> he's out there being I fucking can't, terrible. No, I, I'm saying, like, look, people could be, like, celebrities could be shitty. It's just, it shouldn't be on me to keep a fucking running tally right. of, like, knowing what the fuck, like, Guy Hamilton's up to late these days. He might be fucking dead for all I know. I'm just saying. I believe Guy Hamilton. Okay, is dead. well, you know what I'm saying. Like, I pick some random fucking person that you haven't thought of in 20 to 30 did years. You, did you mean George Hamilton? Maybe George Hamilton. Fine, George Hamilton too. Any Hamilton will do. It's like the director of Goldfinger. I think he's probably okay. I, yes, I meant George Hamilton. He's a guy. He's also a Hamilton. So. <laughs> I mean the cast of Hamilton. I I am so confused. <laughs> like I really don't know what I'm talking yeah. about anymore. Yeah, that checks yeah. out. <laughs> um, no, I, I just, like I said, it's like, we're just in this era. And like I said, I'm trying my goddamn best to like understand and be where, like not make jokes at, at victim's expense and things like that and not downplay or apologize for somebody that I don't know. I just say like, I, I mentioned fucking Steve Gutenberg out of nowhere and I'm like, oh fuck. Like I haven't heard from <laughs> Steve Gutenberg in a real long time. He's probably shitty. And I probably just almost like, Look, Do you I, know okay, what Steve so, Gutenberg's been up to? I'm like, I didn't fucking know or care, really. So I also have the same problem. Okay. It is hard to keep this shit straight. Sure. Here's how you deal with it. If yeah. someone comes at you and says, hey, bro, you shouldn't make light of Steve Gutenberg. He's a fucking monster. You just say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. Instead of doubling down and go, well, fuck you. I'm going to talk about the right. goot. I'm starting my goot cast and Look, uh, my shirt says, rip your shirt off. Yeah. It's just goots on it. <laughs> All I'm saying is like everybody, and this is not a both sides are fine argument. I'm saying everybody needs to chill the fuck out. Like even people that are trying to change aren't necessarily there yet. So like as long as people aren't being actively shitty, I'm just saying like slow your roll. I like correcting them like that. That goes for gender pronouns or whatever. Like people yeah. fuck up. You know, like, I'm just saying, like, slow your roll and, like, save the outrage for people who are being outwardly shitty. Don't, please don't bite the heads off of people who are, like, giving it an earnest try is all. Right. Is all. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, yeah. The problem like, please don't attack that, me for not knowing what Steve yeah. Gutenberg's been up to for the last 20 years. Like, I, I think we're know. okay with the goot. Okay. I think he's just a little wacky. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> 
I but mean, yeah, Ali Sheedy could be people fucking like nuts. us are in the I'm minority. Not, not, there's no genders like Ali Sheedy could be fucking crazy and murdering people for all I know. I don't know what she's up to. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Again, she may be fine. She may be perfectly normal. I'm just saying, I have, I'm not aware of Ali Sheedy's whereabouts for some time, and that's okay. Yeah, I yeah. So if I mention somebody and it turns out they're problematic, please just let me know yeah. normally. Good advice. Again, I am owning that I mentioned Roman Plansky. I believe me. Oh yeah, we know that guy's a shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yes, it's just weird that all of a sudden his movies were going straight to video. That that was my point. Yeah, like I said, (laughs) you know, like big deal, like you know, name dropped Manson trial, you know, all that, like kind of a big deal at one point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm off my soapbox. I want to be nice. Just be nice when people are trying to be nice. Just yeah. bring more niceness into the world. That's my message for you. That's where I really want to want to break down. And be nice by going to bmfcast.com. Yeah, it, that would be nice. It's There's our website. website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can get all our shows there. Uh, all our links are there. All the information you need to know about us is there. It's nice. It is nice. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's all right. I mean, the, the website could be nicer, but it, it is friendly. It's, it's a friendly it's nice for, for something we made 10 years ago. Yes, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine, yeah. It functions. It's it, fine. It does. It serves up podcasts. It's fine. Uh, speaking of, we are now on the Amazon Music app. Uh, that's a thing that started like, hey, maybe you want to get your podcasts here. So we were like, sign up for that. And apparently they're like, okay. Um, so if you're using the Amazon Music app for your podcasts, you can listen to us there. Uh did we end up on Spotify ever? We are on Spotify. Okay. We are pretty much everywhere, as far as I can tell. So Super duper. If there's somewhere that you listen to podcasts that we are not on, just let us know. It's not hard to sign up, usually, but I think we've got all the bases covered, as far as I know. Yeah, and also, to that point, <clears throat> we don't... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry too much Coke. <laughs> Cola. Uh, just, I don't normally, like, get into, like, technical help but i was just going to mention that like uh among our sidebar where the buttons are uh the the funky little wavy lines is becoming an increasingly not known uh symbol but i assume if you're on a podcast uh app that is a little outside the normal ones uh that is an rss feed i would think almost any podcast app you can plug that into yes uh so you could copy paste that and into your podcast app of choice and then suddenly boom we're there but correct just throwing that out there like rss is still a thing from the glory days of the internet yeah, back when we had to actually, you know, type a bunch of random letters <laughs> to make the well, back <laughs> to when like go. you know podcasts were only served that way until all the companies were like, "What if we can make money off these people's work?" Right. <laughs> and should we pay them for their products? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, sir. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> ah, that um, was Jeff Bezos, of course. I don't know. If I do uncanny impressions. Uh, pretty good yeah uh if you if you want to pay us for our work though Uh directly uh you can go to a a website that pays (laughs) that you pay and then they pay us uh you can go to our patreon at patreon.com slash bmfcast uh bonus episodes if if you like what you're hearing right now me and this other guy just just talking the shit about stupid things Mm mm-hmm you're going to love Bamcast Extra because that's what that is. Uh, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I like it when you kind of went in the ShamWow voice there, guy, for a minute. Like, hey, follow me. You follow me, me, me camera guy. Yeah. You follow me? Come over here. Come over to Patreon.com. 
That guy's probably a shithead too. From <laughs> he, Chad or whatever from, from ShamWow. He the ShamWow guy is a shithead. <laughs> cool, great. Oh, like, this has been the problematic cast with yep. Chuck, Chuck and Harlow. But no, uh, over on the yeah, we have Patreon <laughs> and we have uh, we have Bamcast Extra. We have Doctor Who. You uh, sometimes there are other things as we have time to do them. There's an archive of so much stuff. Yeah, there there are things for your money. You're not yeah. just you're giving us money out of the kindness of your heart, but we are giving you things in return. So. Yes, from the it's, kindness of our voice. It's you know, it's basic, <laughs> basic capitalism, really. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the thing we've we've decided to uh, embrace. Correct for now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> money in exchange for goods and services. Yeah, it yeah. is the way to go. We're we're trying out, giving it a go. College yeah. try. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, like all that's all that stuff's on the website, bmfcast.com. All the buttons, all the ways you can Twitter, email, phone calls, shirt buying. Phone calls, you say? I, Would yeah, people I do. do that at 910 Jogs BMF? I uh-huh. think that's 910-556-9263. Correct. We just usually plug the Garfield phone on its own, you know. As you should. There are emails and stuff, but you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can you, you can, can call that phone number. We won't pick up, but mm-hmm. you can leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Uh, maybe. I mean, we If it's good. We 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 reserve the right to editorialize and not play it. Uh but we will probably we listen end up playing to it. 99% of voicemails. Usually. Gen- generally people who call in have a plan. Yeah. It's pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, there is a time limit on the message, so it kind of keeps you from rambling for too long. But sometimes the most entertaining calls are when people call back and go, I was cut off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm sorry. I think your machine cut me off. Anyway, what I was saying is I really <laughs> love you, and I think we should be together forever. Beep. And be- Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if that last message sounded weird and desperate, but... Uh... <laughs> yes, you can have all I've kinds of never, retro fun. never done that. I don't know what... It's just call, movie jokes. Just call Garfield. Call Garfield. Please. Yeah. He misses human interaction. <laughs> he does, yeah. So yeah. uh I believe that's gonna be it. I think it will. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. Everybody says yes. <laughs> okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Chuck. <laughs> and this is Banffcast out. <laughs> One to kill a bad guy buys the beer.